and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. Still Melinda over here. Thanks for checking in. If that ever changes, be sure to let us know. I will. I will let you know. You'll be the first to know. Aww. Um, man, you just really want to do your in-flight cocktails. Should we just start there this time? Yep, because you're going to be so jealous. Okay, what'd you get? What's in a can? It's not in a can. I told you that. I forgot. It is... A gigantic oh, bottle of apple shorla. And it's the good <laughs> brand. Wait, wait, wait. You guys, that is probably my favorite thing of Germany. And you have to get the lift, bl- lift brand because it is by far the best. Yep. And I forgot to bring a glass over here. So you're just going to have to bear with me as I drink it from the bottle. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that can't witness the magic of Sarah drinking out of the giant bottle, she just kind of dribbled on herself. Yeah, like full-on TikTok meme style. Oh, that's good. I am, yeah, no, I am very, very jealous. Told you. I knew you would be. Yeah, tourist tip. If you are ever in Germany, try Apfelschorle. It's like a mix of mineral water and apple juice. Uh, It's not super sweet like a lemonade would be. It's just really yummy. Bubbly apple juice. Oh, it's so good. And there's nothing like it here, which is just god-awful. And I've since learned you can also get other drinks in Shorla form. Like a really, really good one is passion fruit. Yeah, think about that for a little while. Delicious. What does Shorla even mean? What does that about translate to? I have no idea because I don't know it in any other context. Like there's not just Shorla, or at least not as far as I'm aware What's passion fruit, Shorla, in German? What's passion fruit? Uh, maracuya. And that is the language education portion of... Oh, <laughs> Shorla is spritzer. It sounds oh. so much less classy in English. <laughs> I'll have an apple spritzer. That doesn't sound nearly as delightful as, like, what it actually is, though. Yeah, that undersells it. So, what's your drink? I have iced tea. That's it. Ew. Oh, iced tea's good. Tea in general's good. It's good for you. I'm sure there are variations that are good, but I've not had one that I like. Unsweetened black tea. See, I like black tea, so maybe. I'm open to things. It's a new thing I'm trying out. Oh, puppy. The dog is like licking my hand because I've run out of treats to give him. Dog, this is not an infinite supply of treats. At some point, you're going to have to stop eating. I don't know. I think you've uh, started a bad habit of recording day equals treat day for him, (laughs) where he just gets his snack on treats. Hey, if it keeps him quiet. Snacks on snacks on snack. Oh, no. Don't tell me how to live my life. But I always told you how to live your life. Why would I stop now? (laughs) Why would I start listening now? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what makes our friendship so great. I talk too much and you don't listen. Uh, Yeah, that actually really sums it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, should we do some weekly updates? Sure. Why don't you start on this one? Well, I have decided that I was going to take an extra day off from work this week because I had a lot of vacation days because I got an extra one that rolled over into this year. So it's kind of a, a mental health day because... My actual vacation is just way too far away and it's just like I'm kind of over at work because I haven't had a decent break away from it. Yeah, I feel that pain. So then it just feels like everything at work just sucks more so than usual, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel that pain. I'm just coming off of working full time 
flexible hours, but still full. Plus doing five classes for my bachelor's. And oh, good lord. Full-time plus plus full-time equals no personal time. Full-time plus full-time plus podcasting equals negative amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just, you need, you kind of need like a good mental health day away from everything where you just get to do you. Try and plan a mini vacation, even if you don't go that far, to something where you're kind of away from it. Yeah. I think it's important. Travel is still travel, even if you're not going a hundred miles like going to the next town over still qualifies as travel sometimes yep and don't forget sometimes you just gotta treat yourself treat yourself can we get some chicky chicky pom pom or some bean blankies uh yeah in the go-go mobile yeah exactly yeah yeah but no i totally just decided to treat myself and i got the urban decay game of thrones palette huh i was looking at that and i went know if these are colors i would wear but you like it i love color this is true i love bright makeup i mostly do like more subdued makeup for work now but i i so far so good cool i like it a lot it was worth it i guess i don't wear enough makeup to justify buying another palette i was trying to be really good and not buy more and then this one came out (laughs) and it has a pop-up oh that's right doesn't it have like a little throne in it or something yeah i have a little pop-up iron throne what's up i love that out of the two of us you are the one that got something game of thrones related i know right Although this season is making me really angry. That's what I've been hearing. There was a coffee cup in the middle of Winterfell. What were they thinking? Well, she just hopped on her dragon, got herself a little Starbucks, and came back. Uh, there was this whole thing on some website, maybe Jezebel. was like, well, you idiots, it's not Starbucks, clearly, because the nearest Starbucks to that set is 27 miles away. It's like, you know what? She has dragons. 27 miles is not far. That's like like two flaps of a dragon wing. Is that like two shakes of a lamb's tail? Yeah, two flaps of a dragon <laughs> wing. When I, I like that. That's good. Yay me. When we were in elementary school. Our music teacher used to say two shakes of a lamb's tail. And whenever she said it, we'd all immediately like squat down and shake our butts. And she giggled like it was the funniest thing in the world. But in retrospect, it was a little weird. Like we did it often. Hi, Mrs. Schneider the hell kind of schools were you in well i mean have you seen my elementary school it was fancy but weird no fancy but weird that's all you need to know (laughs) i don't know you're just in the like the nicer area than us i guess it wasn't that it was nicer it's that it was brand new my school opened when i was in the second grade so everything we got we were the first to touch it there was like no old crappy computers or chalkboards or any of that Except my kindergarten teacher, I swear to God, was the inspiration of Miss Libby and Billy Madison. That was her. I don't know if she put paste on her face when the kids were at recess, but like Miss Libby was my kindergarten teacher. I will just nod and smile verbally because this is a podcast. (sighs) Watch Billy Madison. It's a good old Adam Sandler movie. Isn't it sad that you can say Adam Sandler movie and old in the same sentence? Kinda. Oh, but it's a classic. Again, anything from our childhood that is now a classic hurts my soul a little. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Well, especially when you're dealing with the youth and you say something and they have no idea what that is. Like when, God, my sister and I were talking once and Hanson came up and the fact that I was <laughs> of course a it raging did. Hanson fan for many years. And my nephew goes, who's Hanson? I was like, well, you know the song Oombop? And he goes, oh, oldies. I was like, oh, you are slowly chipping no, 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 away no. at my no, soul. No. 
That can't be oldies yet. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. That just bummed me out. Well, now we need to take more mental health days. Yeah, because it's good for you and get little mini vacations and uh, treat yourself. Yeah, I guess my update is that... I'm trying to be really, really good about wearing sunscreen a lot now. Like that is the thing I want to be better about because my dad had skin cancer a few years ago and I burn like the Wicked Witch exposed to water. Like the sun hits me and I turn into a giant puddle of like (laughs) weeping sunburns. And I thought of this just now because I am currently wearing sunscreen and it has just bled into my eyes a little bit. And my eyes are watering. Oh. And I can't see because they're all blurred up. So uh, it's a fun trade off. No skin cancer, but constant eye damage. That just reminds me of our first trip. We went to Disneyland and the mom was putting sunscreen on her child. And they're just like (laughs) squiggling, making faces. And the mom's like, it's sunscreen, not acid. I love that. That one was really funny. I remember that girl. Oh, that's one of my favorite quotes. And I'm like, you go, mom. Yeah. I've been really struggling to find good sunscreen and I ended up having to special order sunscreen off Amazon because finding anything over like 40 here is nearly impossible. You get a whole, whole array of like sunscreen for children that are kind of ineffectual and a lot of after sun treatments, but like 50 SPF doesn't exist. I mean, I'm sure it exists. It's just not easy to find. So I ended up ordering three different types of sunscreen, one that is 110 SPF, one that is 85 SPF, and then like a face cream with SPF in it. But now it is all in my eyeballs. Yeah, it's hard to find a good sunscreen for your face. This is true. Especially if you're a face sweater like me. Yeah, it stays just fine most of the day, but eventually at some point in every day, something gets in my eyes. I don't know how it happens. I have glasses, so it's not like I'm touching my eyes. Like There's a shield over my eyeballs, and yet it still somehow gets in there. (laughs) Good luck on your sunscreen quest. Uh, Oh, and one of the sunscreens had a special handle on it so you can apply it to your own back like is my sunscreen judging me did i get sad lonely single person sunscreen how did this happen but hey at least they make sunscreen for sad did you find it or did it find you it's like the classic did my dog rescue me or (laughs) did i rescue my dog or did he rescue me yes the sunscreen picked me out it knew it could smell you through the (laughs) internet Okay, now that it's gotten a little weird. Um, Is it really one of our conversations unless it, if it doesn't get weird? No, I'm just, I'm going to keep the weirdness going, but with a, a news story that I thought was pretty cool. I don't know if anybody else will, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. You heard that. I have permission. This will never hold up in court. She's the one editing it. She's just putting words in my mouth. Ooh, but you know it's being recorded, so... Yeah, but you're an editor, so prove that you didn't mess around with the words. Prove it. Well, it's going to sound way too, like, solid. It won't be choppy, so... You're a really good editor. Have I ever told you that? Wow. <laughs> Tell me more good things about me. No, I've run out. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even offended. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I'd give myself a self high five, but I'm holding my bottle of Apple Shorla and I don't want to let it go. Priorities. Uh, there's still sunscreen in my eyes. Tell your story so I can bat I can wash my eyes out. <laughs> don't 
don't cry, Sarah. It's okay. Um, no, I found a new story, and it's about uh, the Elephant Man, which was the nickname that he was given, but his actual name was Joseph Merrick. Um, they found his grave after 130 years. Kind of didn't know what happened. But a uh, little background history, if you don't know. Um, Joseph Merrick, or the Elephant Man, he um, well, he ended up dying at the age of 27, which is pretty young for even then. But at about five years old, he started having like unusual growth of his skin and bones and he ended up in workhouses and then at 22 he ended up in a traveling freak show because of the odd growths that were going on but his health started to decline pretty quickly he ended up getting robbed and stranded so he ended up finishing the rest of his life he got admitted to the london hospital where they're taking care of him and trying to learn what was going on because they'd never seen anything like that before but um his official cause of death was asphyxia and they're pretty sure it's because he was trying to lie down to go to sleep like a normal person oh because he had to be upright just for everything yeah it's that's pretty sad especially at 27 he could have had a longer life but i get it out of desperation for trying to fit Mm -hmm. in accidentally killing himself but um his bones ended up at the queen mary university of london where they ended up being on display because of the weird growths that were going on with it too but they never figured out what happened to all the soft tissue from his body some of it was preserved for you know medical research and whatnot but where did the rest of it go yeah yeah i don't like that it's kind of weird and it's not something you necessarily would have thought about until this article came up of like oh yeah they have his bones but where did the rest of them go because you don't need all of it for research i'm sure (laughs) I don't know, I'm not a doctor. But um, they ended up, like, comparing records of, like, uh, burials and whatnot, and they found out that he ended up being buried in a cemetery that, kind of in, like, a common grave, I guess. Like a mass grave? Like, there's... There's, like, tiny little, like, headstones nearby. I don't know if it's marked or anything of what it is or just, like, hey, there's a person here. But the crazy thing is, is that the cemetery that his soft tissue was actually buried in is the same one as two of Jack the Ripper's, Jack the Ripper's victims of Mary Ann pa- or Polly Nichols and Catherine, a.k.a. Kate, Kate Eddowes, which is kind of crazy because that's not something you would necessarily put in the same timeline because that's not how we're taught history. But he, Merrick lived in the same... Whitechapel neighborhood as those two gals that ended up being Ripper victims. Oh. Yeah, kind of nuts, right? Here's my question, though. That sounds intentional. Like, it wasn't dumped somewhere. It was interred. So how did no one know? I guess they just didn't keep records. I don't know. It could be that when he ended up dying, they didn't really see him as a person still because of the weird growths and deformities he ended mm. up with. Or it's because he probably didn't have much money. Yeah, well... When those they have like communal graves, it tends to be poor people or unidentified people. Yeah. Well, kind of like the Ripper victims, they would have been mm-hmm. poor because they're all prostitutes. So, and it's, I guess it's something you never really think about is, is the timeline and that they're in the same area of Whitechapel. Hmm. Yeah. Right? But they found it. So they're trying to get like a plaque so people can leave flowers and whatnot for mm-hmm. him, which is pretty cool. So, you know, if you're in London, that might be somewhere to check out. Yeah, I mean... Or also the university that has his bones, because it's his story is pretty interesting. So if you are a friend, a fan of weird, creepy things, like my dear co-host here, who somehow manages Yay. to put weird, creepy things into every trip she takes, 
then yeah. I'm really sad that we never went to the Museum of Death. It's that was that in LA? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but we also did the Dearly Departed tour, which is very much up your alley. And that was fun. But we could have also gone to the Museum of Death. You know, I think that is a trip that you should take with your boyfriend. Like a really nice romantic trip to the Museum of Death. Well, when we were in Iceland, my good friend Ashley and I, we found the the penis museum. I knew you were going to go there, and I am not at all surprised. <laughs> But we found it. But you know, you know, it, that was like somebody's grandfather's collection that was in the attic and they turned into a museum. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. Well, you know what? Everybody's got to have their hobbies. Yeah. But yeah. Fun uh, we almost went to the poop museum in, was that in Tokyo? Korea. No, we were in Oh, Tokyo. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poop museum. It was more like a Instagram location where you charged an entry fee so you could take pictures with weird poop stuff. Yeah. It ended up being a little disappointing looking from the outside so we yeah, passed the yelp reviews were not good or TripAdvisor, one of the two one of them yeah but see skip the weird disgusting and see the cool medical history unless it's like the history of poop museum <laughs> fun and educational oh i actually went to a museum in dresden with my host family back when I was an exchange student many, many years ago. Don't you love it when people start all their stories with, when I was an exchange student? But I digress. I was one. <laughs> Were you? Or was it all just a dream? I don't think dream was the word you'd be going for. Was it all just a nightmare? So I went with my host parents. And I won't get into the myriad myriad of reasons that we did not particularly get along but we had gone to Dresden to see a soccer match and while we were there we were hitting up some of the sites like Frau and Kirschen and Kirsha and all of that but one of the things they wanted to see was the hygiene museum <laughs> there's a hygiene oh, yes. museum I don't know if it's still there it has been a while but like there is a room on nutrition and a room on grooming and then you go into this large room and it's a room on life and death and as you walk in that's directly in front of you is a huge flat screen tv that is showing a video of a woman giving birth oh and you're like oh there's a crowning head and bodily fluids spewing forth birth involves a lot more spewing than you'd think and so like we walk in and there's like a torrent of fluid pouring from this gigantic vagina and i'm with my host parents and i'm just looking around like i i don't know how to come back from this like i i was not prepared for this mentally and then if you go around to the other side, there's a screen with a video showing of a, I believe it was like a heat photo, like a heat map of a person. And it was a video that scientists had taken of a death row inmate being executed. So you could watch as his body got cold. Like lethal injection or like old Sparky? I believe it was lethal injection because it was a body flat. Oh, okay, okay. But I... I did not know this would be there, and now I'm trying to process mentally. I mean, it's a pixelated color image, so it's like bands of green and red and like from cold to hot. So it's not as if you would actually see a person, but I was not prepared to watch a video of any sort of someone actually dying. And so I kind of hustle my way out of that room because I don't really want to watch this. And what do we wander into? But a room of sex toys and fetish costumes. (laughs) 
That kind of escalated really quickly. Uh Uh-huh. And what this has to do with hygiene, I'm not particularly certain. But I know- Well, you have to keep that stuff clean. (laughs) This is very true. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Well, there was a great many number of tools in this room. And I'm between my host parents. My host parents had a very stony relationship at this point. And I don't think they were prepared to be walking into a room dedicated to various sex paraphernalia. It was- A lot to process. A lot. Do you feel like everybody got a little bit closer that day after experiencing that together? It was a nearly silent ride home the entire way across the country. Oh, God. That's a long drive, too. Uh Uh-huh. Drive? Yeah, we drove. Because my host dad picked up a brand new car on his way, and we drove back in it, and it was very uncomfortable. Yikes. I am sorry. I mean, the nice thing is, is that usually you know what you're getting into when you're going to museums with me. (laughs) It'll all be dead stuff. No, a lot of the time it's... A lot of religious arts that we go see. And then we're just, I like looking at the sassy baby Jesus paintings with his little gang signs he's throwing up while being held. There's a great statue of Jesus at the cathedral in Prague where Jesus has got his arms crossed to, across his chest and he's kind of doing like the lean back. And it is my favorite statue of Jesus I have ever seen. Because it's so sassy. Because it's so like early 90s, late 80s hip hop. But it was painted in like 1732. Well, it was a sculpture. So it was probably sculpted. It was sculpted. <laughs> but like if you had put him in a, an Adidas tracksuit, he'd be right at place in place with Run DMC. Uh, and then my brain just flipped to the Ugachaka baby. Ugachaka baby? Wasn't it like, help me out. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I gotta, let me, let me enlighten you. I gotta find this. Oh, you don't remember that? Mm-mm. Like, uh, Uga Chucka baby. We're gonna have to like post a picture on our Instagram. Oh, it's. Do you remember that? It's from Callista Flockart's show. What was that called? Ally McBeal. Uh, sure. All I know is it's creepy, but it was like Uga Chucka baby. Okay, we'll we'll have to put a photo of him on our Instagram for this episode. <laughs> okay. Just in case you weren't there for it and whatnot. But yeah, your sassy '80s hip hop baby Jesus just made me think of that. It wasn't a baby. It was a full grown Jesus. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, full-on, like, adult run DMC Jesus. Man, that would have been sweet to see. I have a blurry photo of it somewhere, but it's so blurry that it's useless. And it makes me sad. Go back. Redo. Eh, I was okay with doing Prague once. I don't need to do it again. Unless I want to go, and then we should go. (sighs) We got way off topic there. (laughs) But we're talking about the arts and history. And weird museums. Yeah. So these are a few of my favorite things. That would make a weird, weird sound of music song. Wouldn't someone make this for me? Do you want to be on topic? It doesn't have to be on topic. And what was I watching the other day where someone realizes that um, that song sounds just like Papa Can You Hear Me from... It's Deadpool 2. That's what it was. From Yentl. Papa, can you hear me? Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. I was. I don't know any more of like Papa couldn't hear me besides that one line. Me either. I was kind of half watching Deadpool. I put it on, but I was working on other stuff, and I I remember looking up and going, "Wow, that's so true!" And then going back to work and forgetting what it was I was actually watching. Deadpool too. <laughs> good movies. They did really well. Yeah, I agree. I like them much more than the regular general superhero stuff. I'm picky about my superhero movies, especially when it comes more to the Marvel. Yeah, I liked 
the X-Men stuff. Yup. And I like Deadpool. Yep. Um, Ant-Man wasn't bad. That was pretty cool. Thor Ragnarok was fun. I have not seen... Nope. I saw Thor 2, but I was kidnapped and drugged there on my out of my will. It's done by the same guy who di- did... Um, what we do in the shadows that movie is hilarious at some point we need to tell the story or i need to tell the story of when i went to see that in new zealand by yourself by like myself badass and it was so uncomfortable especially since you knew everybody else working in the theater could have gone home if they sold no tickets <laughs> <laughs> and they're like this fucking bitch <laughs> fucking americans come in here make us stay late yeah so now that we've gone super duper 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 off topic let's talk about this week's theme which is things that we can't travel without or probably more accurately things we could travel without and we'd be fine but it's nicer with them I'm not gonna lie, I was struggling with, like, what are things I can't travel without? Well, because I think we both- Besides, like- Passport, yeah. Yeah, besides, like, your your major, like, these are the things I absolutely need. Other than that, everything else is like, eh, I can wing it or find something or- Yeah, I think we both logically know that there's very little that if we left it behind, we would struggle without- But there's certainly things that when you have them, things are a little bit nicer, a little bit smoother. So let's, why don't you start with your items? What is it that you like traveling with and would be sad without? One of the things that's super handy is having a bag lock that has a longer loop at the top. Maybe like one of those, uh, like the long wire ones. Like a cable? Just because, yeah, that has a bit more of a cable and instead of like the really short ones, because that's good to lock your or zippers and whatnot um it's good to if you have the ability to use one of a lockers at a hostel but you have to provide your own lock mm-hmm. that's handy for um or if there are no lockers and you kind of want to keep some shit safe at night so you run it through your zipper loops and then to like the post of the bed All so good. yeah smart bag lock um another thing that i found that's pretty darn handy i could still probably live without is one of those packable water bottles like ones that kind of like scrunch down to like be able to fit into a purse or whatever it's just nice because you always it's i feel like it's easier to constantly drink more water if you have the water bottle already with you yeah and i day to day i will use like a metal water bottle but that's just not gonna fly while traveling yeah and then that way, if you're on the plane, usually if you ask really nicely, like the flight crew folk will will fill up your water bottle for you. So then you'll have your water with you and hopefully remember to drink it on a flight. Yeah. And whether or not you should be drinking plain water is a frequent topic of debate. But if you need water, you need water. E. coli be damned. Nope. But um, I wonder if they would fill it up with like the bottle of water that they go around with. Maybe. But at that point, you might as well just get the bottle of water. But they usually just give you cups depends if you're asked nicely enough depends i know it depends on them but yeah but you know that's an option because i don't think any of like the sink water is actually potable it is but they found (laughs) i feel like that's loosely in quotes well it comes from the exact same source as the tap water i guess i'll just tap water it's just it's coming from one unified tank the issue is not the water itself it's that they don't clean the pipes out frequently enough right but if you're thirsty like water is water maybe bring some iodine drops and wait a bit <laughs> you need to get one of those like uh, steri straws or life straws or whatever they're called yeah to suck your water <laughs> 
through just to make sure. But no, I feel like a packable water just makes it easier while you're out and about looking at the sites to have water to remember to drink it. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's easy just to get carried away and not. And I'm someone that I feel like I get dehydrated quickly, especially when it's hot and I'm walking around everywhere. I can confirm my sightings of this. Of just like feeling crappy because I did not drink enough water. I just don't do well in heat, like really high heat. I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree. Foldable. There's lots and lots of different kinds of collapsible, foldable, whatever, squishable water bottles. Just do a little digging. You'll probably find something pretty good. Yeah. And they're usually pretty reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad. Um, I am a big fan of like a sturdy crossbody purse with like a wide strap when I'm traveling. I have like my go-to one that's like slowly dying over the years and I'm slowly trying to fix it and repair it. <laughs> But yeah, like crossbody is good because your hands are free. And if you get one with a wide strap, it doesn't dig into you as much. Mm-hmm. And you can find all fancy uh, travel one, travel specific ones that have like slash proof. Uh, they have like the RDIF. Did R-F-I-D. I get those right order? Nope. RFID blockers. Um, Although that's continue debatable yeah uh yeah with certain features that are made specifically for the traveler in mind where it's not that easy to get it from you or get into it without you knowing so search around some of them can be spendy so be warned on that one but they are pretty sturdy i just kind of use and abuse mine how long have you had that bag now (sighs) since like 2016 so like three years that's fairly long. I also started using it for everyday use because I loved it so much after the first trip. And then, Ah, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah, it's so... But I love the bag. It's a good bag. And it's pretty cute. And it doesn't, like, scream, I'm a gaudy old lady travel bag. Oh, but gaudy old lady travel bags just make me smile. I know. That's might be the next one or a fanny pack. You keep saying that. <laughs> Here's what I feel when I see people carrying gaudy old lady travel bags. It's like, congratulations, you have passed into the I don't give a fuck stage. And I am so envious because you truly do not care. You do not care what anybody thinks. Our opinions do not matter. Rock on with your gaudy old lady bag. And fanny pack. And fanny pack. And if you have both, you're so far beyond any of us. You are on another plane of existence and we can only bow down to you. We are mere mortals. That's just some uh, couture bag travelness. I don't know. I'm making that up. Yes, um, I've noticed. You have to leave that in though. <laughs> oh no, I will. It's cool. I make stuff up. It's fine. Uh, no, but uh, do some research. Search around. I feel like the internet is probably a better way to shop and compare on Travel-specific bags are just good, sturdy crossbody bags. They don't have to be the travel-specific ones. No, and I think sometimes the travel-specific ones have features that make me a little bit anxious. Like the slash proof, sure, fine. But like the metal in the strap, there's something about that that makes me uneasy because I know that there are places where, particularly places with a lot of like scooters and mopeds where... uh, a thing they do is they'll speed by and snatch bags off of you. And I really don't want to be dragged down the street by a metal strap. And I don't know if that's ever actually happened, but in my mind, the possibility is small, but it's there. No, I get that. I can, yeah, like, ooh. It just seems like I a, don't want to be drugged. a cheese slicer. Like, I don't want to be sliced by my purse. And road rash is no joke. No. That's not fun. It's awful. Um, 
Yeah, I never thought about that too. But no, I just look around for good crossbodies. I highly recommend one with a wider strap just to be a little bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Distribute the weight over a greater area than a narrow strap would. Yeah, they don't have to be travel specific ones. It's cool. Um, And one of the other things that I think is pretty nifty that I have a pretty cool uh, infinity scarf and it has a pocket on it like on it goes into the scarf it's good for some things it's not good for like putting a passport in as much as i want it to be because it just like doesn't sit right but if you want to put some cash some cards and chapstick in it like it's gonna sit like a normal scarf so it's functional and it's an extra pocket to carry small things was this something i bought you no but we've talked about it quite a bit i got one for my sister that's what it was yeah because my favorite one that i got it's super cute. Um, my good friend Ashley got it for me for a birthday present. And I've used it for like sporting events too, because a lot of them here don't let you have bags mm-hmm. unless they're clear and like certain dimensions. So it's like, whatever, I'll just put stuff in my pocket. But if it's kind of colder, I can wear this cute scarf and put like my ID, a card and some cash in there. It's but handy. It, it can also be handy for travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times they do advertise this is for travel. You can put your passport in it and the pockets are generally big enough. But if you're trying to dis- like disguise the fact that you're carrying a passport on you, the weight of your passport is going to make it hang funny. And it will be very evident that you've yeah. got something in your scarf. It just, it doesn't sit right. I mean, as much as I would love it to like be perfectly functional to put like a passport in it, because I think that's kind of cool. It doesn't sit right. But small things, it works really well. And like, you'll dazzle and amaze everybody at concession stands when you're pulling out your money from there. And not out of your bra. Yeah. So there's no boob sweat. <laughs> Uh, boob sweat money. Nope. Please no. Sounds like the title of a sex tape. Is there something you need to tell us? Oh, no, no, no. That's not the title of my sex tape. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you want something classier. Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, those are some of like the the sensible and boring things that I could think of because I don't know. I think sometimes the necessities are the basics that you don't put a lot of thought into. Yeah. But I'm also pretty easygoing where like if I don't have something, it's like I can find it there or I'm going to be fine without it. Agreed. Like there's very little, unless you're traveling to a developing nation, there's very little you could forget that you can't replace upon arrival. You might not get the exact same product, but you'll find something that fills the role because people's needs are the same generally speaking, most places. So if you have a need, they probably have the same need and they somehow fulfill it. So maybe get creative and fulfill it the way they do. Or you might find something that's actually better than what you had at home. Yeah, that's happened more than a few times. Also sunscreen. I should, probably should have put that on the list. Is sunscreen, sun, like, you don't have to bring it with you, but you should probably find it once you're there because it's important. Find it quickly, too. Being sunburnt on a trip is miserable, especially if your purse strap has to go over your very crispy collarbone. Oh, yes. That actually happened to me once. I don't remember where I was, but I was wearing tank tops and I got a really awful sunburn. And the sunburn makes the, sca- the skin so much more fragile that the purse strap... I was wearing completely sliced through my shoulder, like open wound, disgusting. So wear your sunscreen. I actually had a coworker the other day. I was opening my package of sunscreen at work and she goes, oh, you wear sunscreen? I kind of thought that was just like a myth. I was like, oh my gosh. No, sunscreen is good. (laughs) Although they did recently discover that the chemicals in it seep into your bloodstream and they don't know what the impact of that is. So that's a little worrisome, but- 
I think anything you put onto your skin is probably going to go into your bloodstream. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's a calculated risk. Saving myself pain now and potentially pouring carcinogens into my skin for and blood for future. <sighs> well, right now, I'd just like not to have a sunburn. So we'll see what they come up with from that study. Yeah, that'll actually be interesting. Keep tabs on. Agreed. Make a mental note. All right, Sarah, what, what do you have are things that are some travel essentials, I guess? Um, okay, my number one, and this is something I forget fairly frequently, but luckily, I don't think you forget. Yeah, oddly enough, and I saw that on your list. I'm like, damn it. That was my one thing. <laughs> um, and that is nail clippers. I usually I know a lot of people go and get their nails done before they go on vacation. So their nails look nice and neat the whole time. My problem is, is I break my nails every single time within a couple of hours of traveling. I don't know why this is. It's not as if I have weak nails. It's just they break. So I try to get myself in the habit of before going on a vacation, trimming my nails down to a reasonable short length. I don't always do that. I somehow always get a hangnail or a broken nail or something, but I'm trying to be better about bringing nail clippers because it sucks having a broken nail. It really sucks. It shouldn't, but it You don't does. like having the claw of death. Uh-huh. And it gets snagged on things for the rest of the day. Um, After going home for Christmas this year, like it's been made very, very clear that I just need to have nail clippers with me at all times because I flew home with my dog and he had to be zip tied in. So the cage door has to be zip tied and he has to be zip tied on a few different anchor points on the crate. And I brought... I had two large pairs of nail clippers and I put one inside the crate and one in my backpack just in case. And my large clippers were confiscated out of my backpack, but they weren't out of the crate. So I luckily could cut him out of the crate when we arrived because they wouldn't provide me scissors. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, you're not going to give me scissors to cut my dog out of his crate? And he goes, no, 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 we don't provide scissors to passengers i was no longer a passenger we had already landed we were in the baggage area and they're like look we don't have scissors i was like oh thank god i put these stupid clippers in his crate and they didn't screen it so wait you can fly with nail clippers or was just your size that you had just too big like i don't know i was so stressed and like so tired when I flew home that I just didn't have the mental capacity to argue with them. I was like, you want my stupid nail clippers? Take them. I've used them on my toes. Have fun with that. Have fun with the toe cheese. (laughs) But no, you you can fly with nail clippers. I wonder what the... I wonder what the issue was with that. I think I just had a security person who was having a bit of a power trip. I don't get that often in Germany, but they were like, nope, you can't have those. And I was like, fine, whatever, take them. Please just let me on this plane. I wouldn't fight them over it anyways. It's not worth it. No, but nail clippers, you can use them on your nails. You can use them to open packaging. You can use them to snip loose threads. Like you can use them for a great number of things beyond just the obvious. So having them handy is, they're handy. I mean, what else can I say? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a good resource to have because you, you never know what's going to crop up that you need to cut open or off or whatever. And sometimes your travel partner who always carries nail clippers will give you the stink eye if you ask to use hers. And if you want to spare yourself the good Lord, just give me the nail clippers then carry your own. Because it's not like a one time during the trip thing. It's like multiple times. And it's like, why? (laughs) Yeah, but you you react that way from the get-go. It's like, how did oh, you no, break I've another learned. nail? 
why haven't you figured out to pack your own? Ooh, I got a really nice, a really cute um, like manicure kit for, was it Christmas from a friend of mine? And now I've got super cute gold nail clippers. So suck it. Just because they're cute doesn't mean they work that well, though. They work pretty well. They And so they're gold, but the little have handle, like lever bit, is um, dipped in pink. They're super cute, and they come in a little case that has um, palm fronds on it. Look, you know what? Don't be jealous. My nail clippers are cuter than yours now. Don't give me that look. I, I might work. let you use them if you're nice. And they're present. They are present. They are... Oh, they're on the... Um, bathroom counter it's close to being present when your apartment is this small yeah that's true (laughs) okay so that was number one number two is a phone stand i have a little itty bitty plastic stand that folds flat for my phone and i really like having it because sometimes the entertainment on a flight is super boring and if you're like me you've come prepared with a bunch of stuff from netflix ready to go but you don't want to hold your phone the entire time So I pop out my little stand, set it up, put my phone on it, and I can watch movies or TV without my hand cramping because I'm holding my phone for the next hour and a half. So Watching uh, Lord of the Rings while holding your phone. Oh, God. Eight hours later and you've got a hand permanently shaped in the shape of a claw. You would, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You can find them on Amazon for super cheap. I think I got two for three euros. And because it's so small, good deal. I can slip it anywhere and it's not going to take up any, it doesn't take up too terribly much space. It's nice because sometimes you fly Condor and they have one movie and one episode of The Big Bang Theory and that is just not going to cut it. Nah, they had Rio and Crazy Stupid Love and they had like three episodes of The Big, Big Bang Theory. We had Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Heart of the Sea, and Big Bang Theory. I was like, no. I watched both movies. The second one bored me to tears. But And then I ran out of stuff to do for the next eight hours. Well, five at that point, but yeah. still. Not the worst airline, but also not the best. Yeah. Cheap airlines are fine if you come prepared. If you yeah. don't come prepared, you're going to be bored to tears. So, item number three. I realized... For the first several trips we went on, I brought a whole like blocky international universal power converter, outlet converter, whatever it's called. And those things are chunky. Like that takes up considerable amount of space. And so about maybe a year or so ago, I started doing research and I thought about it and I realized every device I need power for that I travel with is USB. So there has to be something USB that's smaller because USB plugs take up so much less space than normal plugs. And I found a thing that has four USB slots on it. It's flatter and thinner and you just slip on and off the plugs that you need. So it's USB, it's US plugs by default, but you can slip on like a UK adapter or a EU adapter or whatever and that way it just takes up so much less space and you only have to bring the adapters that are relevant for where you're going so when we went to Korea and Japan I brought one EU adapter because I think Japan uses EU style or Korea does and that was it because it's it already has the US built into it which was what Japan used I believe so. One used a US style and one used like a European style. And it was so much less bulk and it was so much lighter and it just felt more efficient. So since then, I'm not going to be using my big universal adapter again. I just think it's 
not worth the space. And you don't need every adapter for every trip unless you're doing like a round the world thing. Which is kind of funny because those universal adapters don't quite do everywhere, I think we found out. They don't do everything. They do most. Pretty darn close. But yeah, they are just so like it's it's a good idea and it's great and you buy it and you're like, yeah, and then you try to fit it in with everything else and you're like, oh my God, it's a brick. Yeah, they're huge. And so now that I've pared down what I bring to just USB devices, unless for some reason I need to bring my laptop somewhere, I'm not going to be bringing like the big bulky adapter again. And let's face yeah. it, unless I'm going home for Christmas, I'm not really bringing my laptop home with me because vacation is time to shut that stuff off. Shut it down. Shut it down, Lemon. As she chugs more of her apple schlora. To <sighs> dribble, you got it? This time I only got some on my upper lip, none on my shirt. Gold star. I'm sloppy drunk off of apple juice. You're apple wasted. <laughs> it's like when you have crab a crab apple tree and the apples fall off and they ferment and then raccoons eat them and get drunk and wander around like sloppy drunks. <laughs> It's a thing, I promise. Oh, I believe it. I just feel like, did the apple crab apples fall off, or did you like leave them there to watch sloppy drunk trash pandas? If I had been clever enough to scheme that, I would have done it. <laughs> but no, I just never picked up apples. You're a dork. Yeah. Poor trash great. pandas. Okay, so my very last thing, and this one is free and easy and super cool, and that is the Google Translate app. The Google. The Google. <laughs> I looked it up on the Googles. Don't give me that look. She's just staring at me like I thought you were going to explain. Like, you just kind of stopped being all proud of yourself for looking it up on the Google and then... Because I was joking. I didn't look it up on the Googles. I just downloaded it. So Google Translate, if you have not used it, it has many, many languages. Not all of them, obviously. That would be very challenging to contain within a single app. But before you go, you download the dictionary for the language that you want to translate and... Then once you arrive, you just type things in, or you can even draw them with your finger, or you can take pictures of things. And the picture one is what's really cool. If you're in a country that does not have a lot of signs in your native language, um, which is fair enough, not every sign has every language on them, go figure, um, you can hold your phone up to your whatever it is you want to translate, and it will translate it live on your screen and then, gosh, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's all augmented reality. So suddenly the sign in your camera will have the words on it correctly in your language. I mean, correct, give or take. It is it is Google Translate, so sometimes things may be lost in transit. But um, it's actually pretty good. I've tried it on a lot of German stuff, and I found the translation to be super effective. Was it Google Translate we were using in China to figure out what the hotel notice was saying? You were using WeChat. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was me or you, but yeah, I mean, the hotel we ended up staying in Beijing had a, a notice about things that have been going on recently, and it didn't quite make sense on how it was translated to English. Oh, So the WeChat app had um, a translation feature, which I thought was ridiculously fun, and I was trans trying to translate as much as I could on things. So we used it on the original notice that they had in, I'm going to guess is Mandarin. One variation of Chinese. Probably. Yes. And it made like it made way more sense. <laughs> I have a picture of that notice. I'll have to put it in our Instagram. It yeah, was um, intense. 
it was about but it was so much better translating like using the wechat app to translate than whomever was the poor sucker that had to try and put it in english yeah and i'm assuming that they probably used a translation app of some sort but it was so funny i was trying to set up our bank account a bank account in WeChat so we could pay for things. Meanwhile, Melinda's on the other side of the room just cackling to herself <laughs> like a complete idiot. All of a sudden I hear, ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that is a level of enthusiasm I have never heard from you. It was, it's like this makes so much more sense now. And like somebody, somebody wrote that angrily or very passionately. Well, this wasn't even your reaction to the letter. You were taking pictures of like pop bottles and translating them for oh, yourself. Oh yeah, I, and labels and I'm like this is amazing. So I'm over here working on the app trying really hard to get a bank account set up. And ultimately After I told her we probably couldn't. Yeah. Well, no. So, because there so. were conflicting piece of ad- pieces of advice. Half the internet was saying no, it can't be done. The other half can is saying, I just did it. It's totally possible. And we really needed it. Like, we were struggling finding ATMs yeah. we could take cash from. So I'm, I've got, like, my head down. I'm working really hard to get this going. And I hear her go, give me something that has Chinese on it. I want to translate it. <laughs> I was like, Melinda, I don't – I'm. Uh, uh, and she goes, look what this pop bottle says. It was, it was so amusing. <laughs> I might have been a little delirious, but it was very amusing. And I don't regret doing any of it. Oh, I know you don't. It was just hilarious because I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't, I, there's nothing to compare it to. You were giddy like a child who's just been handed a puppy. I was. It was great. <laughs> it was so good. I, yeah, I didn't even have Google Translate on my phone, but... I will for the next trip, don't you worry. And I will giggle translating all the candy bar and pop wrappers. Yeah, well, and so this notice that Melinda was talking about, it was on the table when we got into our hotel room and it said something like, um, recently there have been sightings of women going whoring in this neighborhood. They will take you back to the hotel, rob you, and leave you with their whorish ways or something to that effect. And you're like- Something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. It was really weird. <laughs> and I don't but think the phrasing that... was just funny. Well, it was funny. I mean, it was kind of sad, but it was also one night when we got back to the hotel, I needed to place a phone call, but our room was in the basement. And Melinda goes, just go outside. I'll come with you. I was like, Melinda, they put a notice on our beds about how there were people being arrested for quote unquote whoring in this neighborhood. Let's not go outside as two women in the middle of the night. Clearly, they're just going to call the cops on us. I have the notice. I found it. (laughs) Do you want to read it? Again, these are not our words. Should we? Okay. So the English version that we could easily read on our own said, Greetings, distinguished guests. Recently, a single woman in the vicinity of the hotel has used the fang style of prostitution online to extort money from guests by means of intimidation. The Public Security Bureau is cracking down on this illegal act in the United Hotel. In order to ensure your safety during your stay, please don't bring strangers into the room. If you have a visitor, please go to the reception desk and register. Thank you for cooperation. Oh, that was the, no, that was the translation. Okay, so what was the one that we got? I think the, uh, the... The English version was, Dear guests, recently there have been, there have, oh my gosh, recently there have some single women prostitution use the way to go whoring online around the hotel. They will be extorting, 
extortion of money from guests in an intimidating way after the event. The public security organs and hotels are cracking down on the illegal activities. To ensure your safety during this day, please do not bring strangers into your room. If you have visitors, please register at the front desk. Thank you for cooperation. That was the English version, was the second one. There we go. I'm like, wait a minute. The first one made so much sense. Uh, And we are not criticizing the hotel employee who translated it, but it was kind of an alarming thing to come into your hotel room and see sitting there. I was like, oh, okay. There is a sex work problem around the hotel that involves assaulting people. The banana cones. Okay, I just looked at pictures. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so those are what things I think are super useful. And aside from the charger thing, you probably have something that would fill this role. Or you can get it for free, like Google Translate. Use it. Translate everything you possibly can. I highly recommend it. And if you travel with children, let them translate things while you're busy doing other things. It'll keep them entertained for a while. Or if you travel with me. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but yes, that was where I got yeah, that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Smart, though. It's it's very amusing. Maybe don't let them translate the hotel notices like that, but like... <laughs> You know, candy wrappers and whatnot. <laughs> Mommy, what is whoring? Uh, hotel organs. Where do they keep their organs? That's a good question. On the inside. Probably an ice chest while you're in the bathtub. Oh, like a kidney heist? Yeah. So those are the things that we find really useful. I think it's really easy when you're first starting to travel or you're planning your first big trip to get bogged down on lists, bogged down in lists on Pinterest where it's like 10 things you must have, Bose headphones, a like a Tumi suitcase, or you must have the away suitcase, or you must have this, this, and this. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. And no. And there's a lot of shoes on those too, I've noticed. Yeah, a lot of shoes. And there's like, you have to have a pair of teaks. Well, teaks are like 200 bucks. No, you don't need a pair of teaks. I don't understand those. I wanted them. Like, everything you read about them says that they're the perfect shoe. They're so comfy, you'll hardly remember that you're wearing them. You won't get sore feet, nothing. And my sister got a pair that were too small for her. So I tried them on at Christmas thinking, ah, I'm slightly smaller footed than her. Maybe I can negotiate a little bit. And I wore them for like 10, 15 minutes and went, oh, I don't like these. And that's not to say that they're bad shoes because... Because clearly tons and tons of people like them, but I didn't like them. And it it was like a light bulb moment when you went, oh, right, not everything on the internet is true. I don't need these. I don't get them because they're really expensive and it doesn't look like there's much to them to kind of like support and help your foot. No, and because it's split soled where the heel has a sole and the ball of your foot has a sole, there's no support in the middle. Yeah, and... I don't know if it's because I'm old or because I stand all day for my job, but like actual like good foot support is something I'm looking for constantly in shoes. Yeah, I think it probably has a time and a place, but I don't think the time or the place are where I am. Like those are not, that didn't make any sense. It probably has a time and a place, but I don't think I'm involved in that equation at all. They just aren't yeah. going to work for me. I don't. I don't get them. I'm sorry. I'm not cool. They're cute, but if I'm walking, I want arch support. Yeah. And that's how I justify buying another pair of Birkenstocks every year. I love my Birkenstocks. Me too. Not uh, sponsored from them, but we wouldn't be mad if they wanted to. Reach out, Birkenstocks. You know you've got fans over here. We could read ad copy for you and not even have to lie. Way to sell that. (laughs) 
everybody else. Hey, future sponsors, we actually like you, so (laughs) you're welcome. Yeah, so I think that wraps up the topic of little useful things that you may or may not want to look into. So for next week, we are thinking about talking about hostile nightmare stories. So if you, dear listeners, happen to have a really good hostile nightmare story, send us an email. Or just one of those like oddball hostile stories. Doesn't have to necessarily be like the most tragic thing or a nightmare or anything, but one of those like, what the heck? Yeah, what did I just witness? Excuse me, sir? Ma'am? Hello? But yeah, we, we want to hear your stories too. So you want to email us at c2unknown at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-T-O unknown at gmail.com, which is at symbol G-M-A-I-L in case you were under a rock for the last 15 years. But sometimes we also just like to spell things. Spelling is fun. I like to prove that I can spell. I can't type very well, it seems like. (laughs) I've noticed as last, so every week we write an agenda and last week Melinda tried to, she was talking about her packing style and she wrote, roll that shit like sushi and cram it into a bag. But what came out was roll that shit like sushi and crap it into a bag. Yeah, it makes total sense. Like my brain and my hands are not on the same page no typing and then i was trying to type like mental health days are good and i just put metal health days i want to know what a mental health day would be because that sounds amazing you just um you listen to a lot of metal and there's a lot of like metallic colors everywhere i just see like lars a lot of sweet ripped band shirts i'm picturing lars ulrich putting like cucumber slices over his eyes and telling you you know you'll get through this yeah it's cool Metal health day and mental health day. And crap it into a bag. And then just roll that shit like sushi and crap it into a bag. (laughs) Please don't crap into any bags. Just, I have a dog. I experience enough crap in bags. I would prefer not to deal with yours too. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's a fun note. Send us your fun hostel stories so we can read them. Yeah. I mean, we can look them up on the internet and share our own, but it'd be more meaningful if we could read some of yours. Yeah, particularly like my coworkers. I know you've got stories. I've heard some of them. But um, could you remind me? Because I don't remember. She wasn't listening. Shh. But yeah, so join us next week where we talk about hostile stories and nightmares. And I don't know, probably some more news and updates and cocktails. Yeah, and more apple shorla that you can't have. <laughs> so jealous right now. So but yeah, uh, that's it for us. Uh, remember, it's an adventure. Okay, bye. Bye. Sure, you've always got to have the last bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!